Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, a podcast where we give movies a second look, second chance, second take, if you will. I am your host, Preston Jenkinson, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jake Twido. Hey, hi. How are you? This camera keeps freezing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the internet is not in our favor today, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Today, we're talking about uh, Ghost in the Shell, not the one from 95, but the 2017 version. Scar jaw. Get that scar jaw. The racism and all, Preston. Oh, yeah. This this movie's racist. I, yeah, I disagree. But, yeah, and maybe. so does the guy that made the original stuff, by the so, way. So did like a lot of people in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the people in Japan get it. It's a bunch of American babies. Sorry. Yeah. It's a bunch of, <laughs> no, call them what they are. A bunch of American I mean, yeah, weebs. It's a bunch of like white guys that love anime. Yeah, he's supposed to be Japanese, dude. Now it's a robot. It's what a robot. race is a robot? That's in a different like. Is a Japanese woman that's in the shell of a white lady? Mm. Okay. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and get real, real deep, quick. Get and deep. I'm sorry because I know you're about to tell me some reviews. Yeah, and the synopsis. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I went back and read the actual comic. Ooh, look at you! That girl's described as a long-nosed, blue-eyed person. And in Japanese context, that's a Caucasian. That's how they call white people. Wouldn't you know it? Hmm. So, oh, that's all I'm going to say, you know? Yeah. Um, the story for this movie. Um, in the near future, Mara, Major Mira Kalian is the first of her kind. A human saved from a terrible crash who is a cyber enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. Just that's probably up. the first in a while the synopsis is like, yeah, that's actually what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what movie was it that it was just not what that is? The recent Matrix movie was like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one more that I'm just blanking on. Which somebody somebody I'll, said I'll that bring... about the the new Doctor Strange movie on the synopsis on IMDb is not what that is. Oh and yeah. Hey, Preston, let me tell you. Let me tell you how Doctor it. Strange ends. <laughs> going to see it tomorrow not. have not I seen will it not. yet I, I'm glad you mentioned something earlier because I was going to say I think you saw it but I do know who's in the Illuminati that got spoiled for me but I did that to myself I was I did not know anything and I was I was that guy that yelled accidentally just gasped so yeah when I, but yeah. anyways Ghost in the Shell let me just go yes. ahead before I spoil Doctor Strange on you who's the <laughs> who's your positive review for this because I saw a couple but most this of them is were negative from Guy Lodge at Variety um, he says spectacularly honoring the spirit and aesthetic of Marimuru Oshii's beloved animated adaptations without resorting wholly to slavish cosplay this is smart hard lacquered entertainment that made Trump the original films for galloping storytelling, momentum, and sheer coruscating, cor- geez, I can't read, coruscating visual excitement. And if a measure, I don't know what that means. I don't either. Even if a measure of their eerie, melancholic spirit hasn't quite carried over to the immaculate new Kara space. Reflecting Kara. light and bright beams. Gotcha. So it's a yeah, sense. it's a cyberpunk deal. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. All right, works. That was very long winded, but a lot of good vocabulary words. Yeah, but you know what? I do agree with it. I watched the original movie twice. 
Look at you. Well, I got really bored of my tires are getting changed and watched it again. <laughs> I watched it on YouTube and then Was I it felt like an guilty. hour. Hour twenty, something like that. Okay. Felt felt guilty because I watched it on YouTube and then so then I said, well, I'm gonna buy it because I do love this <laughs> and I feel really guilty that I kind of stole it. it. Yeah. But uh I, I man, I, it's kind of weird watching this movie so close to it, the pacing and stuff is kind of better in this. Yeah, we'll get into it later, but that's like I don't yeah. know if you ever watched Chris Stuckman on YouTube, but I watched his review yeah. of this. Oh yeah, and definitely. He said it improves this movie improves some of that and he's like a huge anime fan. Um but the negative review from the film stage by this is written by Daniel Schindel. This iteration of Ghost in the Shell remixes elements from various comics, films and TV series that have come before but offers nothing new or interesting in doing so. Weeb. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I, I'm shocked that Variety had a positive review. Me too. I really thought you were going to start that and say like, well, there's a white person playing this and there's white people in this. Yeah. They can be a little but, pretentious. and Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised to hear. Yeah. Oh, I agree with this person. Wow. So if they if they started handing out robot arms, you gonna get one? Like, you know, Preston, um, I don't know. I so I'm kind of colorblind. I, my okay. left eye sees a different color than my right eye. So if I so, if together it's kind of okay, but if I do, you know, close one than the other, everything's different. So robot arms, I don't know, but you know, Bato got the uh, sick. Oh, yeah. Crazy eyes later. I'm like, you know what? Like, I could see great. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I started getting worried when this movie opened with, like, opening. It's It's been a while since I've seen it. Like, I bought it when it first came out. But it's it's been a long time since I've watched it. Um, it two things had me worried. One, this was produced by Avi Arad. Um not a fan of his. <laughs> no, no, not particular. I mean, you did. Well, he was the executive producer for Blade. You did that. Yeah, Blade and Two. He's been and all on, the Spider Mans. The new Spider Man. Been a part of everything good about Spider Man and everything bad and about Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, he also did Venom. He did Morbius. Yeah. I can't remember what else. Top of my head, but yeah, I mean, I didn't like, know he did this until today. So yeah. I'm kind of happy that I was like, I didn't even look this up. But, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Simon Kinberg in the X Men movies. He was <laughs> part of everything good and bad. <laughs> um, but this the second thing was there was like there was text on the screen telling me the backstory. Yeah, and any uh, I I've grown to hate the YouTube channel Cinema Sins. Oh, they're terrible. It's terrible. I mean, it's so bad. I'm mean, like, sometimes it was funny that like the more I watched, it, I'm like, this is just a guy nitpicking bullcrap. Yeah, but I will say the one thing is like, yeah, exposition intro with text. We don't need it. Whatever, just let us. It didn't do anything, you know. Just jump in. On the on the subject of that of YouTube people, uh, Cinema Wins Corridor is, Crew oh, is sorry, way yeah. is way better. <laughs> like definitely, because there's actually the, research and stuff that goes into that. I don't know who made that channel, and I hope they're not related. But I like, I hope it's just a big middle it's finger not. of like, it is. That's yeah, that makes me so is. happy. Then yeah, yeah, <laughs> like this grumpy, bitter old man. Yeah, who makes yeah. three million dollars a year? 
<sighs> yeah. But we need to do that. Making crappy jokes, which I feel like we could. <laughs> I made I've made one fart noise in this so far, so I'm well on my way. Um, um you get the, everything what? about this opening though is like it's anime, like this yeah. building of a body. I legitimately stopped and said, Did I pick the right movie? Mm-hmm. And I was not positive for a minute. Just I went, maybe I picked the actual 2000, not 2005, the 1998 movie. Like, yeah, maybe I did. No, but it's good. I mean, to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this movie is actually really good. That's not just my imagination. Like, it pops in and it's, it's dope. Yeah. It, it really, well, it really begins with like, we start with like the point of view of someone on a gurney being rushed somewhere. And I guess, I guess this is her getting built. I'm, I wasn't really, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's what that is, which kind of crushes the twist later. Yeah. If I had a negative thing, the intro is my negative part. Like the twist yeah. would have been so much better if you skip that. Like go straight into the geisha attack in the tower. Which, like that scene is like that. Yeah. Oh, start man. Just start the movie right there. Just like, oh man, dude. The, the boardroom. And then we oh. cut to major on top of the roof. Every part of that. I mean, like, it was like watching the trailer for the first time. I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. These geishas are created awesome, flawless. Mm-hmm. They're creepy. And then, like, when they go to kill mode, it's like, oh, my God, this is wild. Yeah. I, I watched this and said, this is what the Matrix 4 should have been. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny. The Matrix exists because of this whole series. Pretty much, and- yeah. This the original movie, at least. Yeah, the Ghost in the Shell inspired the Matrix, and several other animes did. But yeah, the um, man, I'm blanking. Not Watachi. What are they Wach- called? Wachowskis. Wachowskis. When they went to pitch this, they brought, I think they brought manga copies of Ghost in the mm-hmm. Shell to the pitch meetings, and I was like, you know what? I feel that, and I see it, and now we're in a second rendition of uh, Blade Runner, and it's kind of nice. Like, oh. Look at this. Like, this is. I don't mean this. Do not kill me. It's Blade Runner quality. It's not Blade Runner quality, mm-hmm. but like the environment, everything, it rolls, man. Yeah, it felt a lot like Blade Runner, which Blade Runner influenced Ghost in the Shell, the original one. Yep. <laughs> it is a, uh, I, I have in my notes, like, it's just a wild circular thing, and it's, it's cool. Yeah. That opening scene where action starts the thing i mean it was like oh this is awesome and you know uh, major is not just cool it's the whole team which i really appreciated like it's not like oh there's this crazy cyborg she's the only cool person now nah, man every single piece of that crew even the old guy who's mon uh is chief but i can't remember his name i can't either aramoski i think yeah 10 out of 10 i mean i was sold it was just i mean and like you said, it's like an anime straight away. Every character is crazy enough to be believable or crazy enough to be an anime character, realistic enough to be real. It's like, yeah, this is great. And th- this is this is the last time we'll bring up the the whitewashing thing. But you can't you can't claim that if her core team is like the most div- diverse group of humans I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's that's what I forgot before watching this. Because I walked into this going like, yeah, I forgot about all the whitewashing stuff, even though she's a cyborg and the guy said this. 
And then I realized like, no, this is perfect. And actually, I mean, like you watch the original movie, there are people they call out as Americans Yes. And the actual thing. The movie really starts in this boardroom. Like it's the CEO of the Hanka Robotics, I think it is. Yeah. And he's trying to, I guess, make a sale with like some African president or something. Yeah. Trying to sell implants, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't follow. Sadly, I didn't follow. Like, what are you actually trying to do? All I followed was, well, you're definitely doing something wrong. Yeah, like yeah, because the the geisha starts attacking the the CEO and the the guy like this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Where let me ask you this: okay. I, I watched this movie and I tried to figure out one not negative point, but how much did they spend on trailer highlight moments versus the rest of the movie? Because like that geisha attack, it's in the trailer, yeah, and I like it's bat crap crazy. It's like this is awesome. Yeah. And there's other moments that are incredible and everything else is kind of like, yeah, this is good. And and especially that moment where she drops down from the building and just free dives, basically. Straight from the original film. Like there's, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I did read some reviews that are like, this is a cookie cutter clone of the original movie. They just took a scene and did it just like Avatar did, just like Dragon Ball Evolution did. And I went, Whoa, no. If you but if you didn't, you'd have all the weebs mad. So Yeah, and you know what? They made it look cool. It didn't look like they were just doing it to do it. It's like, yeah, that's rad, man. And especially later on, we'll get to it, but like that Ooh. scene on the water. Like Oh, it's my favorite. That is yeah. I mean Yeah. But so these robot geishas attack and they, this is why you don't need, uh, this is my argument for why we don't need cybernetic implants. They start hacking people in, in the brain. They hack, in, they hack into brain. And um, Major bursts into the, well, there's like some, the geishas attack, and then there's some guys that come in with machine guns or whatever in suitcases. And then Major comes so in cool. and just wrecks the shop. Yeah. I mean, I felt like a kid watching this. It was like, oh, that's so cool. Like that invisibility oh. effect is like really good. And they did it. And they did a fantastic job. It's not corny. Yeah. It's usable and realistic, but. Um, and her boss is trying to keep her from going in. Yeah. Her boss. That's that might be my favorite character. That guy. Bato yeah, just, and him. Just, just an old Japanese guy. who. I work with a. Uh, I know the difference between a Chinese person and a Japanese person. I'll just go ahead and make sure that's mentioned. But I work with a Chinese, actually from Hong Kong, so I don't think that's okay. it, it's part of China. But they don't consider yeah. themselves part of China. He uh, he looks exactly like this guy, like the the kind of pointed hair. I call mm-hmm. it Mega Man hair. I don't know why, but it's like it's perfect. The whole time I just grinned thinking it was this guy, but that's a fun fact that no one cares about but me. You know what? It's important to you. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, thanks, Preston. I really appreciate that. And uh, this has been a great podcast. We'll see you later on. I've made my. Um, but yeah, no, you know, the whole premise of this whole movie, the series is like, where is AI in the soul? Like, when is AI real? When when is a human human? Like what what makes us? Which I think a lot of sci-fi is trying to answer that question, especially 
Blade Runner. Like when yeah. when does when does the human start and where does the robot begin? Um, what makes us human is our is it our awareness of our eventual mortality or what what is it? I bet you know the like the message that's not I like you just said I think it's the fear of technology. I mean like yeah, you'll shut your entire life down with. I mean we can see it now today. People get cyber hacked and stuff, and it's like oh, yeah, yeah, you're done. Imagine, but imagine they can like hack part of your body that's keeping you alive. Not good. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's creepy. Yeah. So the the major wrecks the shop, and then. Uh, one of the robot geishas is begging for her life and then is overtaken by our, who we think is the antagonist, Kensei? Kuzei. Kuzei, who sends a message that says, collaborate with Hanka Robotics and be destroyed. And so that's our inciting incident that takes us into our main plot. Do we... Here's where I can't remember... Is there a time jump after that, or is that straight into at that point? It's straight into the movie at okay. that point. I don't think okay, that's what I jump. thought. I was like, man, I can't remember if there's a but that is that's a question. That's a question I had for you: is how quickly from her getting rebuilt or built to becoming the major? Like, what's the? It's a year. Okay, see, that wasn't yeah. really explained in the movie. They, um, I, I, yeah, I think there's a year prompt that comes up and it's very subtle mm. uh it's not like in the center or anything it's like on the bottom left of just it's not like the next year one year later no 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 it's it's like 2033 and then 2034 so if you're not looking at it and paying God. attention then it wouldn't but it's it's a year between getting repaired like that that building scene and then the scene where she crashes the boardroom yeah Okay, and, and in that time, she's apparently had several visits with this doctor who I can't remember her name. I can't either because I don't think she's actually in the original piece. Which I don't. Th- I think that, this, that was created for this movie. Which I'll say, hey, I actually enjoyed it. I thought yeah. that was a nice, you know, like you kind of. And again, I don't want to talk about the anime movie too much, but like she's kind right. of robotic in the anime, so this gives some human peace. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, is it Doctor? It's not Olay. It's something like that. It doesn't matter. But her her handler, uh, she meets with her. And then like you find out too, I think that's when she starts having the glitches where she's seeing the burning shrine. Yeah, she starts having glitches, which are her original memory. But everyone just calls them glitches. And she's also been given this medicine that she takes that... um, supposedly keeps her body from rejecting her mind. And her memory's been getting deleted and she has to give the consent. Yeah. Which, which that was the only piece where I was like, okay, this is the consent part was dumb. And then they made fun of it later. Like we yeah. never needed your consent. Never needed it. <laughs> but it was a good, good, powerful on. Yeah. Later. So they, uh, they go to this, what I'll call an autopsy of this thing, this uh, one of the geisha robots, to find out like how who was doing this, why is it doing this, and so she decides to plug herself in with the geisha <laughs> on like an open network. Yeah, that's yeah. They made a robot and it wasn't smart. It's like logging on to the Wi-Fi in a hotel. Like, don't 
and checking your bank account at that. Too. Yeah. 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 Don't do um, it. But you do get the like, I mean, you, you see Bato and her interact. You understand they're a partnership, but he disconnects her and drags her out of that while she's getting counterhacked. But that's where they figure out that uh, the hackers at that nightclub, though, right? Through. Yes. Yeah. They okay. or someone at that nightclub gave the someone at that nightclub gave weapons to the guys that attacked the boardroom, and it's a trap. Yes. Is the uh, nice piece, and she gets kidnapped into like a, a not kidnapped, but like chained to a stripper pole in like a room in the club that's soundproof and. Blocks out signals yeah. with sweaty Japanese Elvis. Worst part of this movie, she didn't dance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was too movie easy. does not contain a lap dance. <laughs> I, God, I'm trying to think of like, I know, like, there's a piece right there where I just, there was so much going on that I forget what exact. That's my, actually, my only complaint maybe is this movie moves so fast, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's 107 a, it's, minutes. It's a good movie, but like you said, yeah, like it, it, it just moves so quick it's hard to like remember exactly what happened yeah. there's no breathe like you just it's like oh this is going this is going this is going and that, the original things like that too yeah but that's my only like i wish they stretched it to like 130 yeah like break this out like into that. like two hours and uh, yeah and it, that's i wanted to see more of the world i wanted to see more of their team do stuff like yeah yeah which I, I, I saw um, some nerd on the on on YouTube, um, a very pretentious nerd that was comparing this to the anime and talking about how more bright and vibrant the anime was. And oh no way, no the shots way. and everything like it, longer contemplation on things and stuff. And I'm like, well, well I, I feel like this movie has a. I mean, this movie is kind of dark, like literally, like a lot of it takes place at night or yeah, in an overcast day. And at the at the end, at the very end, there's like a sunrise, and I think there's a reason for that. Like there's a there's a some symbolism there. I I know where that guy's going by saying that because I noticed it the second watch today. There's mm-hmm. like long sequences of environment. There's yeah. nothing happening. There's no talking. Mm-hmm. It's you're listening to the city. You're seeing the city, and the city just looks dark and dusty in the anime. This one, it's kind of that neon cyberpunk mm-hmm. feel. So I uh, understand why he's saying it, but yeah, that doesn't make sense. So no. af- after they leave here and she's like, I guess you call it being in- been infected or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, they've got, they go to this nightclub and then they, again, they just kill everybody there. Basically yep. like they get in another gunfight. I love the, the, the thing with um, communicating e- three with each other through thoughts or whatever. They just plug this. Oh, thing that was, in yeah. And- that was wicked. I was like, yeah. yeah, this is so cool. Yeah. That but that is where uh Bato gets his eyes blown out too. Yeah, because uh Ku- is his name Kuze? Kuze. Kuze, yeah. They they see him and then they run after him, I think. Oh no, they see like he materializes in front of her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's in her mind. I think it's meant to be in her it's mind. It's in her mind, yeah. Yeah. And he kind of leads her down into this basement where there's something's rigged to blow. I don't know what is, but and they both just get exploded. And she has to be rebuilt. And Kuze or Bato gets new eyes. Which I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, man, 
that at this point I paused it and I went, they did a solid job matching characters looks to the real life. Oh yeah. I mean like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bato's played by like some Norwegian or <laughs> I looked it up and I said, what has this guy been in besides this? And it's not yeah. it's it not much. Like, I, um what's his name? God, what's his name? He was in Charted an Uncharted that just came out. And he's okay. supposed to be an Aquaman coming out too. He was oh, he played Zod in uh Man of Steel. What's that guy's name? Oh, that no. guy. Um who he looks yeah, like. the guy that's really, really creepy. Gr- great actor. Yeah. I'm going to look it up because it's really going to bother me. So I'm sorry it's for bother the, me uh, too. terrible drag in the podcast here. Michael Shannon. Yes, that's who yeah. he reminded me of. Yeah, definitely. Michael Shannon. God, I, couldn't, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Yeah. But um, after this, Major goes out and... Basically, it's like a kind of not a long sequence, but like a sequence of her like figuring out what part of her is human. And like she examines a hooker at one point. Yep. Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Chicago next week. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, Chicago. I'm going to get shot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Then you kind of get the moral part of this movie i think when he whenever she talks to to kuze the nightclub he you don't know if he's hacked her mind or what's going on and like the opening scene kind of helps Mm. spoil it but yeah um isn't that when he tells her to go no no not yet it's uh you got the big chase scene and then they she meets up with him again and he reveals that they're like he's the failed test of her essentially. And there's 98 other ones mm-hmm. and he gives her an apartment key and she has to go back to where assumingly that's where she's from. I possibly just skipped a huge piece of all this, by the way. Yeah. Like, cause I remember looking up one time and he's got her like hooked up to some cables. Like I remember the thing with the, with the hooker and then she's somewhere in between that. She's hooked up to cables. Because yeah. that happens while Bato's getting his eyes fixed. How did she get hooked up to the cables? He he has to lead her somewhere. I know that much. I'm not going to lie. I can't remember. I can see the frame, and I'm just trying to remember yeah. how did they get there. Well, Preston's been a great podcast. We just <laughs> fell apart. So, uh, anyways. Um, no, but, like, she... It could, he been, I mean, it's kind I of think she's walking. I think she's walking down the street and sees the hooker, and he's hacked the hooker which allows him to communicate to her and she follows the hooker somewhere. Yes, that's what it is. It's the okay. really the really pretty uh, great facial features. It's, yes. it's got the spotted face on. Mm-hmm. She leads her somewhere and that's where the hookup happens. Okay, yeah, and then they yeah. it, which the effect of his like his body like all like disintegrated and stuff falling off. Like that was great. I was in, man. I forgot about it and I also forgot that uh uh, Michael Pitts, that guy's name. I forgot that he was in this. He's not in a lot of stuff, but he's just got mm-hmm. a very specific face, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he's legitimately not in anything else, so don't right. even look it up. But well, yeah, I looked it up last night because I was like, "Who is this guy?" He was in Seven um, Psychopaths. I know that for sure. That's where I'm like, "Oh yeah, he was in that movie. That wasn't great." But yeah. if you watch television, Boardwalk Empire, he was the main character. Gotcha. Never seen Boardwalk yeah. Empire, so it's it's. I never finished it. It's not bad, but I know Charlie Cox is in that. Yep, from Daredevil. Charlie Cox. But he explains to her <clears throat> that, yeah, that they, they were both in like what I'll call the same program. And he was a test subject. And I, I guess the test finally succeeded with her. But doesn't tell her she was kidnapped. Right. Just like, tells that's her the that point she's I'm part like, of this dude, program. Tell her everything. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you be like this? Would, and, but, you know, the argument is like, she's just left the movie. <laughs> Yeah. But, but, hey, again, bonkers. That much is left, and I feel like I blinked and it ended at that yeah. point. Yeah, it really picks up after that because the her crew of policemen come and find her, and uh, he tells her not to take her medicine. Just tells her that. Just quit taking the meds. And she sees a tattoo on his chest of that um, mm. burning thing. She's like, "Where'd you get that? How do you know about that?" And there's a proper name for that. It's a shrine, and I shrine. wish I could remember the actual like Japanese name. But. Yeah, and so yeah. then he he runs off after um, Batu gets down there, and and she runs off the other way for some reason. She runs away from them as well. Yeah, and I think she's uh she's wanted at that point. Yes. Um, what's the guys the stupid villain? character who's the from whatever Hank, Hank Robotics CEO. Yeah. 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 He's laying down the lawn is like, she's a wanted mm-hmm. fugitive. Now you'll kill yeah. on sight. This is this. And like, I forgot that in this movie, like, Oh no, the section nine guy, uh, chief Aramaki is just like, screw you. We're going to pick her side. No. Did we skip over the fighting? Um, the, the, we the, yeah, we skipped over the, the uh, chasing. Okay, we got to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, the, the, probably the <laughs> raddest part of the whole movie. We just skipped yeah. over. And it's we like, just oh like, yeah, skipped over that. It was oh, great. Yeah, that happened. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Full chase. We we figure. Well, I don't know what happened. We figure out that that Kuze wants to kill everyone that was part of this program because they find this yeah. this list of people. And one one of the people, two of the people are already dead, and then they find out that the doctor is next on the list. I, I got to tell you, this is a movie we both like. Yeah, and we are remembering it worse than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm so embarrassed. Like I'm looking at notes even, but my notes are like that was so rad. That scene was good. Do not have any connecting pieces. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. The, we're terrible. The most extensive notes I have were like about the anime stuff and the whitewashing and the Blade Runner stuff. But you get that uh, but, rad, rad chase scene. Yes. Uh, these, I mean, it was perfect. These two garbage truck men, kind of like in the anime, they, they're talking to each other and then they, their brains get hacked. And um, the, the doctor's headed somewhere because, and then uh, Major and Batu make it to the scene. But after this garbage truck has like plowed into the doctor's car and flipped it, and then he wants to know, like, the Kuze through this guy's like, tell me about Project 2147 or whatever. Who runs it? Who is it? 
who's behind it? Tell me. And then uh, Major and Batu show up, start shooting folks. That was just the best scene ever. Mm. Like, I don't have anything constructive to say or anything at all. I just sat back and was like, yeah, this is awesome. But that chase leads them to a standing body of water. Yeah, this this guy has like a uh, <sighs> lack of a better term, invisibility cloak. <laughs> Camouflage. I roll that. My favorite shot is when like he like you see a shot of Major standing on a roof and like he just flies through a puddle. And then she takes off after him and then they meet in this. I don't know what it is. It's just like a, an area with like a real shallow water. You can stand up in the water. Yeah, that's I, I think that's the only that's the actually only note I have pretty much. Besides that was so cool. Yeah. Is what is this? Like, it doesn't make sense. What is this area? But it, it's, it's basically a it's a sequence taken like right from the, the anime, basically shot mm-hmm. for shot. Even from like him reloading and throwing the clip to the side and it splashing over there. I didn't realize it was ex- almost exactly the same until the second watch of the anime today. And it's like, oh, oh man, like they really did uh-huh. their due diligence. Like they tried their best to embrace and do the right thing, I guess. This director is, he he's directing something that's coming up. I forgot what it was. I'm going to look it up is real it, quick. Is it Rupert Sanders? Yes. He's doing The Crow coming out. That's what it was. Yeah, but he's it's weird. He hasn't done any movies. He did um, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. And then did this. So, and this Crow movie is one they've been trying to do for the last 10 years. Yeah, at least. Jason Momoa was the star that's been the longest attached to it. And then for some reason, he just up and left the project. Him and the original director left. Now, um, one of the scars guards, uh, the one that played the clown, um, Pennywise. Yes, <laughs> he is. As of this moment, uh, gonna be the crow. All right, I can see that. That's cool. So we'll see, <laughs> Bill. Yeah, you're right, Bill. Bill Skarsgård. If this movie ever happens, um, just like the Flash, it will not. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Just that guy or that person, I think he prefers to be called. Yeah. So they catch this guy in this great action sequence and they got him in this glass box and they're trying to figure out, you know, who is Kuze? How do you know this stuff? Blah, blah. And turns out he's had memories implanted into his mind for some reason. That's yeah, which is that's bonkers because it's the whole like my wife and my kids and like you don't have a wife and kids we went to your apartment you've lived there for 10 years you don't have a wife and kids Mm -hmm. but he's like i got a picture i got a picture which i think in the anime i think it's done better it is done better that's what i was gonna say like that part because you get they actually know him it's a guy they know in the anime and so they're like this isn't you like we know this isn't you we've looked into this we know you know like you're it's staring a at a sporadic. picture of your like in the anime, he's like staring at a picture of himself, saying like, "Oh, that's his daughter. That's his." And it's a picture of him in a basset hound or some kind of hound, which is yeah, awkwardly a theme in the anime is this yeah. dog. I don't maybe maybe the creator it. like dogs. Who knows? I mean, I, there's one right behind me that's <laughs> I mean, it's just making noise, but I can't say anything. 
So after all of that and being attached to these cables, um, yep. Major goes. Does is that when she meets the old lady in her apartment? Yeah, she goes and meets what's presumed to be her mom. Yes. And the mom tells her that her daughter took her life. She ran away and she was in police custody and she killed herself. Because the story that Major kept getting was that she was, um, her family was killed by terrorists on a boat. And that's what she totally believes. Um, no, this okay. We still have to do the st- the stuff where the doctor she confronts the doctor about her fake memories because I think uh, yeah, tells she her, gets captured. Yeah, you get the you get the trade off of uh, after she's captured the by Kuzey, she put the fake medicine in and she yeah. slips over the like wake up medicine instead. Wake up yeah. medicine that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, this, the doctor. This isn't a Bill like Cosby film. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor. Uh, acts like she's going to shoot her up with stuff and then comes around and then unlocks her and because the CEO confronts the the chief as well and is like this is yep. my property and you're going to do this and then and now she's gone rogue which mm-hmm. when you watch this did you think the guy so the guy shoots the doctor through the window and even watching it the second time I went, oh, it's bulletproof glass you dummy mm-hmm. and then I went oh no she's dead that's right she's dead well he shot twice through it so yeah that guy cutter yeah was his name so after that um is that when he goes after the rest of the police people yeah they're all because the he goes and talks to the chief and the chief is kind of like f you no i I answer to the so they put the hit out on everyone that scene was awesome every single person like the first one is the chief walking out. And he grabs that awesome revolver, the old school gun, grabs his briefcase and gets in his car, blocks bullets with his briefcase, shoots them down, and then tells everyone else, like, they're coming for you. It's like the Japanese Dirty Harry. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. And then I, that, just every piece of that, like, you get the, like I said at the beginning, it's not just that uh, Major's rad. The whole team's pretty dang rad. Like, Oh, yeah. They're very good at the, what they do. Dudes in the uh, cafe sees a guy in the mirror, shoots him from behind his back, like under his coat. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm into this movie completely again. Never got out of it, but yeah, it was good. So after she survives all that and the crew survives all that, she goes. That's when she goes and talks to the old Japanese lady and learns about herself and yep, um, what happened. I don't know if she tells the lady that she's her daughter. No, doesn't. She does not. She, the lady, when she's about to leave, she says, do I know you? And then she's like, I got to go. I have to leave. Yeah. And she's like, well, you come back. So it's the mom either has a feeling of it, but she doesn't tell her for sure. Yeah. And that's when like, uh, the Hanker robotics guy sends like the, like a spider tank or. Yeah. She goes, the, the mom opens up where. Major's last memory of that that girl's last memory was of being alive, and it's at the tree with the burning shrine. So she goes there, and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, it kind of was like I wanted a better villain end, but that spider tank was balling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I watched the anime, I said the same thing today and the other day. Like that thing is so cool to see, but mm. it's yeah, just our- like. Eh. 
our Hanko Robotics guys revealed to be the real villain all through this, even though Kuze's kind of killed a few folks, but, you know, they deserved it, I guess. Yeah, they're just people. <laughs> the cyborgs will rule us all. Um, and uh, basically from here, it's uh, yeah, kind of a, a third act where... Short third act, too. Yeah, our, our two now heroes fight together against this tank. Um, and our evil CEO gets what's coming to him. Yeah, but then uh, Kuze gets the sniper shot in the head. That's right. Yeah, he does get taken out. So that kind of... Yeah. Wraps up his story. <laughs> but, you know, again, the lamest line in the movie, uh, the chief asked Major for her consent to kill Killian, the Honka Robotics CEO, or Cutter, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Like, that's just I, lame at this point. I think he was just being nice. I think he was going to do it either way. I think it was he's just... A, he's, a, he's a nice... He's he's my grandpa. He's a good man. <laughs> He was like, I'm going to kill him anyway, but I mean, I'm going to ask. The wildest thing. All right. So Major gets her arms ripped off by pumping she too does. much weight. Um, How long do you think it is before she gets repaired after that? I'll go ahead and tell uh, you. It's a day. A day. Wow. A day passes between that and her going to reconnect with her mom at her grave. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and as the it's as this future. fight ends towards the to the movie, it's like a it's a it's an optimistic view of the oh, future. Man, dude, that was awesome. By the way, do not cut that because that was I, that sounded like the movie because there's this <laughs> bell sound the entire movie, and I was like, how did you do that, man? <laughs> but because uh, mo- like 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 I mentioned before, this movie has been a lot like a lot of has been at night. You know, it's a lot of a lot of dark areas and grimy nasty city and then now the day the day has dawned and it's a it's a new day for major and um her crew of people which i absolutely loved that yeah i mean the 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 ending's a little different in the anime than all this but i absolutely love like yeah she does the whole like you don't have to come here anymore i'm still alive technically but then she's Mm -hmm. still a part of section nine it's yes. not. I'm done fighting. It's like no. Nah, I'm. I'm still going to do this. Yeah, because I. Th- I think in the in the anime she becomes like a mercenary mm-hmm. type of thing because there's a there's a sequel on on Netflix called Ghost in the Shell 2045. Yeah, there's a two. There's a Ghost in the Shell two. There's the standalone complex. God, man, everyone's going to be like, we thought this Jake guy was all right. Turns out he's a really bad nerd. Um. <laughs> It's like Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence, Standalone Complex, Arise. Uh, I think they did one two years ago on Netflix. Yeah, the, there's a. It, it came out in 2020. Uh, it's called... Uh, for, it's, uh, S, it's like, it's Standalone Complex 2045 is what it stands for. It's SAC is okay. what they call it. But it had Ghost in the Shell in the title. I knew yep. that. Which I haven't seen it. I've seen clips and it looks awful. Oh, really? They changed the art style gotcha. so bad. Yeah, I was kind of interested to see it, but now I'm not. Eh. If you uh, if you want to watch something interesting, the standalone complex. I don't know if I told you this in a previous episode or I told someone else, but it's like this was one of the first animes I think I watched, and it came on uh, 
Toonami on Adult, I mean, uh, Cartoon Network. So they had a block that was anime from like four to six. But then they started doing stuff at night, which later became Adult Swim. So they'd show anime and it's unedited. I mean, like F words flying, doesn't matter. And Ghost in the Shell is one they did there. And I'll never forget, I'm watching it. It's rad. We haven't talked about everyone's problems with the nudity in these movies, but there's no nudity, but it kind of looks like it. Man, I'll never forget. My mom walked in and was like, boobs. No. (laughs) It's a robot. It's not a big deal. It's just robot tears. Yeah. Those titties are, you gotta oil them. But, but that's that's uh, Ghost in the Shell from 2017 that everyone I, hated. I highly recommend it, it. A white lady. Yeah, it's a great movie. I highly um, recommend it. I, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. I think I'd do that too. I think that sounds, that's fair. It's not perfect. It's got, no, it's not. And I think the cool action makes up for it. Yes. Where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't care. I'm all right. I'm into this. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Like, especially for my, my favorite scene is definitely like her in the beginning, dropping down that building and busting into that boardroom. It's, it's kind of, I mean, it's funny. Like came out in 2017. Yeah. But I feel like any movie 2002 and Ford, that's sci-fi futuristic. Yeah, you probably they probably watched Ghost in the Shell and they watched uh, Akira, and which I'll go ahead and see. You no, know, not to be a whole anime person here, but Akira Akidaki came out in 1988. Wow! And the actual animation of it is baffling. I mean, it looks very similar to Ghost in the Shell, but it that is probably my that's my one of my favorite things ever. Just I watch I think- that thing constantly. Taika Waititi and Jordan Peele have both been attached to direct uh, Akira movie. Yeah, and I think I think Taika Waititi. What did I say before in Green Lantern? Taika, Taika Waititi. <laughs> oh, Toddy. Oh, good. I thought I was calling Waititi Toddy or something. Waititi. <laughs> the the uh, Southern's coming out bad. Oh, I yeah. think he'd do a good job. Jordan Peele. Uh, I don't know. Which I think that was just a rumor, though. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever make that movie, though. I don't think so either. It's, I mean, it's one of those we've talked about Cowboy Bebop's live action. You think you're not going to win? You think the Weebs got mad at this movie? Jesus, oh, man! Wow, yeah, I'm one of the guys. Well, yeah, I can't say anything there because you're like, it's not that bad, and I'm sitting here going, they've crushed my life. <laughs> but. Solid movie. I'm not. I'm yeah. not even mad at you on this one. Yeah, this is the first time in a while I've been like Preston. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the point of this podcast. It's supposed to be like, let's look at this bad movie. Or sometimes it's been like, here's a movie that we're probably not going to agree on, which I think are some of the best episodes. Yeah, and, and for this one, I think it flat out. It's like, look, I don't. It's not a second take because I think a lot of people skipped it because they thought it was racist. Yeah. It's not. Just it's a Japanese source material and it's a white lady? No. Yes, no. Japanese people Illinois. can make stuff that's not Japanese people about Japanese people. I'm going to need you to cut that because I think what you just said was terrible and I am no longer a part of this. <laughs> 
Uh, that's Ghost in the Shell. Shell it. Go watch it. Um, since you've made it this far into the podcast, uh, leave a review wherever you can. Subscribe as well. It's, I mean, and email in. Give a uh, give a thought of a movie that you think's worth a second look. Yeah, especially if it's uh, you know, whitewashed and right everything else. Yeah, we'll tell you how it's not. No, we, we won't. <laughs> I mean, if you make that your catchphrase, that would be <laughs> awful. But <laughs> the, there, are, there are cases of whitewashing. This one is not one of them. Yeah, I, I yeah, and that that was my original problem because I didn't. Well, actually, this one I knew it wasn't, but. Whitewashing, I would consider, is sending Matt Damon to go defend the Great Wall. <laughs> With an accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon, though, is going to save the environment. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can send those suggest- suggestions to uh, secondtakemoviespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at secondtakemovies. Uh, Jake, we won't be here next week. We're, Jake's going to be in Chicago, like you said. And I'm probably never coming back because I'm going to get shot up in the loop. So. Well, that's fine. But uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do the week after next. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>